Yeah. All right, yo, what's up? It's your boy D Starks. Starks artist. You're now tuned in to the Just Different Podcast where we talk everything faith, life, and culture. Starting it all off, let's be honest, secular music. Man, let's do it, man. Something that we've been asked about plenty of times. Yeah. We haven't really addressed or talked about specifically in any capacity. We have once briefly, but that was about two years ago now. And so starting it off, we definitely want to get into this. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is really like why it's important. Because for me, I think there was a period of time where my my mindset and thought process around the conversation, or at least the topic was, it wasn't that deep. You know, like when it came to like my music selection, who and who and what I was allowed to just like, you know, con- speak to me. I didn't feel like it disrupted my life in any capacity or the standard in which I wanted to live by. And so it was just something that I kind of like didn't really give too much attention to. But, you know, I of course started to mature and evolve and honestly just realize the impact that music has just on me and people individually, like why it's significant. And so I've been doing a lot of research and studying on that. And I actually found something in my notes that I had created or put together years ago now when it came to music and i was like yo this this related so much but it it starts with some research that i found from the national institute of health right and it says that listening to music releases the same brain chemicals as food drugs and sex and this chemicals dopamine and findings and research show show the impact of music on the human psyche the same pleasure associated with eating food, doing drugs, or having sex is the same experience people have listening to music that they love, thus showing the importance and vital part it plays in the human experience. And so when we talk about just music in a general sense, we understand, obviously, from this, not even just in theory, but biologically, the effect that it has on us like as people on a and we can basically say of course that music is powerful and even deeper than that that music is actually spiritual and and we know that you are what you eat ultimately but your intake doesn't just involve your physical consumption but what you're allowing yourself to see hear and listen to so the type of music you consistently listen to will directly affect the type of person you are essentially and so for me when I was thinking about this I wrote down about six things I feel music ultimately affects when it comes to the foundation of who you are. And this isn't limited to these particular, but definitely worth mentioning. So music you listen to ultimately affect your mindset, your values, perspective, life philosophy, self-image, and morals. And so what I've had to come to learn and understand that music isn't just an experience, it's literally shaping who you are. It's shaping the way that you walk out your day-to-day, how you're interacting interacting with people and even the mood that you have like from moment to moment, depending on what you're listening to. And when we look at how that affects us individually, we can take that a step further to understanding, okay, how this affects like the culture and people at large, you know? And what I put down is the fact you can always tell the bondage of a generation by the music it glorifies. If you want to know what's trending what a culture values or what's important to them. Just look at the artists and the music that they worship. You got to understand that that's why artists of any genre are so influential because they literally connect with the souls of individuals. Most rappers or singers, you know, have more like influence than politicians, world yeah. leaders, etc. 
Because their their music connects with people on the level other things can't. Their music are people's escape, their gateway, their healing, and in turn that can evolve to worship or idolization that we see a lot of times. Right. And ultimately, you're in a very powerful position when you have the ear of a generation. And so when when we realize that, we have to ask the question of, all right, right now, present day, what type or genre of music rules the world, mm-hmm. you know? And I put then, and I think I can argue now, that we can genuinely say maybe it's like hip-hop and rap culture for, for sure. the most part. We think about different trends that we see on TikTok, those songs that get stuck in your head that you'd be repeating like on your way to school or work or as you, you just walk going throughout your day, you know, that Ice Spice John. I ain't going to lie. That's crazy. I ain't going to lie. Yo, those snippets was really had me in a chokehold. I can't even catch hold you, man. you. They can catch you. Yo, I'm going to be honest with you, man. But with that, we have to look at, all right, what does this music primarily promote or consist of, right? Right. And we have to, we can say that drugs, violence, gangster attitudes and or behavior, promiscuous thoughts, degrading women, and we can say gun violence and a lot more. So with that, we have to, we have to ask the question of what is normalized in different activities that are regularly taking part within our generation and our culture. And we have a group of people who are overly medicated, consistently having sex with anyone as they please, a strong sense of self-righteousness, depression, violence, emotional instability, wannabe thugs, and people who may see individuals as just like objects or not more than who they actually are. So I say all that to say that, again, like to my point, that music itself isn't just like an experience, right? It goes a lot deeper than that. Whether you realize that or not you know if that's your intent behind it or not you're not going to spotify apple and wanting to okay yeah i'm looking to shape my mind today but it's exactly <laughs> what it does you know yeah. what i mean it's not like you're in you're intentionally like going to these particular artists this particular right. song or this playlist like oh yeah like i'm looking for this to like really mold my value perspective on life but that is a subsequent consequence of the consumption of these different things. And that's the importance or value of music and why it's something that you definitely have to be intentional about to like whatever degree. And that's something that I've come to like learn to a yeah. different level and, and it's come in stages, you know, it's not something that I, sure. I didn't necessarily know, but I've had to acknowledge like time and time again and realize, right. Oh, I can see what this is really doing to me after a period of time of being so dis- desensitized to it. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad you touched on that first because I think that is the basis for the entire conversation. And even when people are trying to apply it to their lives, we've talked about before, if you don't know the why behind a thing, you're gonna be less reluctant to give it like energy, right? Or 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 time or your focus if you don't understand the effect that it's having. So now that you've clearly stated like the why behind, you know, the importance and the effect that it has on you, I kinda wanna get into the what in terms of, okay, what am or what should I be listening to? Because I think that's where there is kind of like a lot of confusion with the conversation in terms of sec- what's secular, what's not, what what should I be listening to? What should I be staying away from? Right. But personally with me to simplify the definition, how I kind of filter out what I'm listening to and what I'm allowing myself to consume, it is really and thank God for Paul, because right here, I feel like it doesn't get clearer than this. I think he really made the the conversation simple. And it's in Philippians 4, 8. He says, finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, 
whatever is of good repute, if there is an, any excellence, and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things, right? So, like I said, bro, I feel like for me, that is my cheat code in terms of what I'm filtering everything that I'm consuming. And this goes deeper than music. It's like, okay, is it any of these things? And if it's not, why am I thinking on it? Right. So if it's, if it's not something, and this is a question you have to ask yourself, it's, if it's not something that is conducive for my relationship with God, if it's not pushing me closer to him in any way, shape or form, then I shouldn't be listening to it. Right. And I also don't think, and I want to add this as a caveat, it doesn't have to specifically even mention the word God or Jesus for it to be something that's okay to listen to. Because I think that's where I was at for a long time in terms of confusion. But things can be honorable, right, pure, pushing you towards God, you know what I mean? And not necessarily be something that is mentioning specifically the name of Jesus or God. In Galatians 5, it talks about the fruits of the Spirit, right? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, right? So any, and this is even more criteria for, for in terms of uh, something that you're filtering, what you're listening to through is through these fruits of the spirit. If it's not any of these things, if it's not pushing me growing, increasing any of these things in my life in any way, shape or form, I shouldn't be listening to it. So if it's a song that is pushing me into greater love, right? greater joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, then it's cool. Like I'm, I'm, I'm good to listen to it. You know what I mean? Um, so that, that's just personally where I land in terms of, and not even personally, I think that's really the criteria, like I said, that Paul talks about. And it's very clear. I think at one point in time, which I'm glad you also mentioned and talked about how it's not something that you've always understood. Right. And it was kind of like a process. You had to learn it. Because at one point or another, I kind of made this conversation more of like a, I think really last time we talked about it, I made it seem or insinuated it was more of like up in the air. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a personal conviction. It, it, it depends on how you feel and where. And it's like, I don't really think it is up in the air. Paul makes it very clear, like, think on these things. Anything that is not pulling you towards these things, it's, black. it's, it's really black and white when you put it into that perspective and when you put it into that lens. And Another part of this conversation that I hear a lot and something that I've brought up before, like I mentioned on the podcast the last time we talked about it, is personal conviction. And where I stood the last time we talked about it is is that it's more of a personal conviction. And it really just depends on who you are. If it's something that you feel is not good for you in the season that you're in, then it's cool, right? Or don't do it. But if someone's in a different season, they may be able to listen to it and they may be fine, right? And now, like I said, with the with the conversation of personal convictions, that, and it talks about this in Romans 14, um, and, and I, I read it. So I wanted to read it again. Once I realized we were talking about this conversation, I was like, okay, I know it talks about personal convictions in Romans 14. So I read through the entire chapter because I wanted to revisit it, right? And in Romans 14, 5, I just saw this one thing in the chapter that I didn't see before that changed my perspective again. And um, I'm just going to read verse five through seven, right? So it says, one person considers one day more sacred than the other. Another considers, considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord, right? And this is really the part right here that I want to emphasize. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord and gives thanks to God, right? 
So that's that's specifically verse six. Right. And I like this because it's, it's when it's talking about this conversation of personal conviction, it's pointing out two people. This person is pointing out someone who eats meat and someone who abstains from eating meat. Right. But the similarity and the thing that is even making this a conversation is the fact that they're both doing it unto the Lord. That That's the most important part. And I think the dangerous part about this personal conviction conversation is people and I've done it before is you're applying it to things that aren't personal convictions. You're applying it to things that you're not even doing it unto the Lord. Like, cause it's very clear in this chapter. It's like there, these two personal convictions are in this conversation, but at the end of the day, they're both doing it unto the Lord. Right. So that's why there should be no judgment. That's why there should be sort of like a level of indifference. Cause like, okay, at the end of the day, these are things that aren't hurting you for one. And for two, you're doing both of them unto the Lord, right? So, and it's pulling you to a place of gratitude, which is what it points out here. Thanks to the Lord. Gratitude, which is um, a part of the fruits of the spirit. So I wanted to bring that up with the personal conviction conversation because it does get really dangerous when you're trying to apply it to anything and everything. And a lot of people use it more as a scapegoat, right? To try to get themselves out of certain conversations or to kind of, I guess, weasel their way out of the standard. And sometimes it's not with ill intent. Like sometimes it's really just a, a product of ignorance, right? And you just don't have the knowledge that you need to understand. Because that's where I was at too. A few years ago when we talked about it, it wasn't with ill intent that I said, oh, it's kind of like up in the air. It's just, I really thought that's what it was. And then as you grow, as you mature, as you learn more about the scriptures and God's word, you just start to grow more into the truth. And now I'm at the point where it's like, it's really more of, it's clear, right? Whatever's noble, whatever's pure, what Paul said, the fruits of the spirit, if it's not pulling you towards these things, if you're not doing it unto the Lord. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there is no like ambiguity with God and who he yeah. is. And so when we think about different things, there really is no gray um, because he's not an author of confusion. So to even add that caveat to different conversations even outside outside the scope of this it mm -hmm. would be very contradicting to the nature of god himself and exactly. again like he had something to say and there's a clear standard in which we all are supposed to live by and mm -hmm. ultimately what is best for us you know and so that reminded me of a few verses and they're both in first corinthians 10 um and one of them starts in verse 23 and it says all things are lawful but not all things are helpful and all things are lawful, but not all things build up and or are beneficial. And ultimately, I think it comes down to like all things you believe that you can do doesn't mean that you should do them. And mm -hmm. so we get in a very tricky place when we start to justify our sin or an action when it comes to us putting it up against the standard of God. And that's sometimes a good indicator to some degree and in some circumstances that it may not be what we should actually be participating in, right? So when you're at the point of trying to over-explain, analyze, or give some type of why to, you can listen to this particular song and right. or artist in, in this context or this setting, you can kind of look between the lines of knowing that may not be the best course of action or the most beneficial. And to your point, it says in verse 31, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And that's something that is a real harsh truth, in yeah. my opinion, 
that I've had to wrestle with and be humbled in. Because again, it it, go, it goes outside the scope of let's say music, but everything in which I'm consuming and literally doing right. So we can talk about even my selection and what I decide to watch yep. and what that looks like. So for me, I've had to really continue step by step get to the point of realizing, okay, like no, it is literally everything in my hand, t- like everything that I encounter or my hand touches, and which needs to be like through that standard of all right does this push me closer to him because that is the central part of everything and that's the end all be all so no all of that makes sense to me and like you said it is all a process and and uh heavy on that point about if you're having to try to explain or even really question much things that you're listening to we're having a debate then at that point i'm at the place where because we're talking about personal convictions, I want my conviction to be at the end of the day, if this is in, in, anything that is even possibly pulling me away from God, I don't even want to dibble and dabble with it, if that makes sense. Like, if it's even a question, if it's even a point of like, ah, do I even have to, oh, let me see, is this song? If I have to question it in my mind, it's like, I don't even want it. I, I, I don't even want any part in it if it's, it even has a possibility of opening a door for anything to come in to pull me away from God. Um, and I was thinking about this example so so say hmm. so say you like cupcakes at this specific cupcake spot cupcake spot you know what I'm saying it's called Jerry's right you you walk into Jerry's one day you you and your regular routine Jerry's like yo we got a hundred free cupcakes today for everyone who walks in but the only catch is fifty of these have poison in them bro you not poison even gonna do it's crazy <laughs> it's the only thing that came to mind it's the only thing that came to mind but my point is, you're not even going to deal with it. Like, you, you're going to be like, I'll see you, Jerry, bro. Like, I'm cool. Like, I care about my life so much. I care about my life way more than I care about this cupcake. I don't even want to risk it, bro. 50, even though it's 50%. I mean, honestly, even if it was just 20 cupcakes, maybe even 10, you're still like, nah, I'm good. Like, I don't even want to risk it. Like, I'm trying to live to see tomorrow. Forget the cupcake. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? And we... You know, like you're not going to sit there and try to tear apart the cupcake to see which one has the poison in it. You're not even going to go through the, no, the hassle of that. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? And we have to have that same mindset with things like what we're consuming, what we're allowing our eyes to see, what we're um, allowing to come through our ears. We have to have that same mindset. If it's something that is coming against me and God, I don't even want to deal with it, bro. Like, let's not even question it. I don't want to sit here picking apart, nitpicking. Oh, well, this lyric and going through the genius lyrics, bro. If you got to do all of that, just stay away from it. You have to have, and that's, that's where I want to be, where I have such a conviction where it's like, yo, I don't, I don't even want to deal with it. If it, if it's a possibility, if it's a what if, if there's a chance, even if it's 1%, even if it's one cupcake out of the 50, I'm going to just leave it alone. And I even like the analogy of the cupcake is because that, it's like with the with the poison in the cupcakes, it's like it's something that's dangerous. It's something that that can possibly kill you, but it's packaged in a way that's desirable. And that's what they're doing with the with the content, right? With music, with media and the shows, they're packaging it, packaging it in a way that is desirable, in a way that's like, I want that. It looks good, but it's poisonous, right? It's dangerous. That's why I like the example of the, the poisons in the, in the cupcakes, because the cupcake itself is symbolism for anything like so the question is like what's the cupcake in your life right that you know is poisonous that you know has a has a has a potential to hurt you but you're still dibbling and dabbling with it like you can't 
you can't compromise, right? And that's what I want to get into next with compromise. I actually looked up the definition of this um, and it says an agreement or a settlement of a dispute that is reached by each side making concessions. And this is where I get convicted and where I've gotten convicted before with certain things that was hurting my relationship with God. Um, I, I got to a point where I was compromising and it's like, okay, we're, we're faced with, with something that we know we probably shouldn't be indulging in something that we probably shouldn't be entertaining. And it's like, okay, my spirit understands I can't do this. And it's like, our flesh comes up. And it's like, but I like that. So let, let's do the music example. I know this one artist is one, I shouldn't be listening to him. Right. So my spirit's like, okay, I shouldn't listen to it. My flesh is like, but I like that artist. And we sit here like sitting at the table with our flesh was like, oh, okay, you like it? Cool. We we can come to a common agreement then. We can get a cool middle ground, listen to maybe certain songs and not all of them, or maybe only listen once once a week or whatever the case may be. And it's like, we have to stop compromising, right? Making deals with our flesh. The flesh is the enemy. And I think that's the perspective I've even been very intentional about having every day that I wake up, like giving giving your your flesh, no, no, you don't even want room for it, right? Like that's the enemy. So it's like, you, you're not gonna, I don't know. Like if you're, you're with, at, with, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. You got beef with somebody. Like you're not gonna, you're gonna care a lot less about what they have to say, if that makes sense. Right. So we even have to change our perspective about you are not your flesh. You, you are not your sinful desires, but sometimes we, we empathize with it. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, you like it? Cool. We can sit down. It's like, no, like your flesh has no representatives in this council, bro. Like, I don't care what you have to say. Like, so I think that's really the mindset that we need to have, not even just about music, but about everything that we are consuming, indulging in, entertaining, giving our time to. It's like no compromise. Right. For one, no compromise. And if it's something that's even a possibility of coming in between me and my walk, I don't want to entertain it at all. That's the mindset you have to have. And I think that what's so significant and it seems to be a reoccurring thing that we've been we've been getting to the last three episodes. But you're not going to walk into this particular establishment I guess the what is it a bakery, bro? Jerry's, That's, bro. Come on, right. Jerry's. You're not gonna you're not gonna walk into Jerry's and potentially risk your life. Well, you're not gonna walk into Jerry's and even give the time of day of going through or trying to pick apart. All right, which is going to be you know precarious or lethal. Because of the value you put on your life. Right. That's why it's not worth your time. It's not worth your energy. And you wouldn't even give it a second thought of walking straight out of that store. And so to the same extent, it comes down to what is the value or rather what is the fear? What is the level of reverence? What is the significance of my relationship with God compared to all these other particular things within my right. life, you know? Mm-hmm. And so there was something you said around sacrifice that we were speaking to the other day, when yeah. we were trying to get or coming into this topic itself that I thought made a lot of sense and brought a lot of this home. But 
So yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. And this was honestly, when, it was crazy. When, when we decided we were going to be talking about this, this was the first thing I wrote down on my notepad. Like it was the first thing that came to mind. And I said, everything becomes a sacrifice when you recognize who you're offering it to. Right. And it, and it, and it, that point is in the light of everything that we've been talking about, about the fear of God and about the reverence for him. Once you know who it is, it's like, bro, I don't mind that. That's the mindset. Like, mm. It's so, like you were saying, it's so much easier to walk out of the bakery. It's so much easier not even to look at the bakery. Like, I'm good. You know what I mean? Like, I'll sacrifice it, like, if that's what it is. And that's really even the mindset that I've had recently about a lot of things. It's like, I don't even have the desire to entertain it at all. Cause, I, cause you understand the value and the importance of your walk with God because you also understand who he is. It's more important than a cupcake, bro. Whatever the cupcake is for you, it's like, bro, it's, it's, I'm cool. I'm chilling. I don't even need it, bro. So Everything becomes a sacrifice when you realize who you're sacrificing to. Mm-hmm. That's different. Yeah. That's just what, it's just the fact of it, bro. Like, look, bro. And I, I might have brought this up in a previous episode. Like, and then the reason why is because the story has just been happening. I've been looking at it in a different light, but Abraham and Isaac, like everything was on the table, right? I'm not telling y'all to go sacrifice your kid or nothing, but everything was on the table. Abraham understood who it was he was offering to. So he was like, okay, if you're telling me to give this up, I'm not going to fight. I'm not, I'm not going to fight about it. And something else that I, I recognized while going through that story again is it took them, I think it was, it was a few days. It would it would have took them because I've been I looked into the story and the place where they were versus the place that he sacrificed Isaac was a few days journey away. So not only when God told Abraham to sacrifice his son, there was no question about it, but he walked days, didn't change his mind, didn't waver. He was so steadfast in it because he had such an understanding of who it was who gave him the command. Who it was he was offering to. So it was like, okay, cool. I'll do whatever. I'll walk a couple days to do it. Cool. There was no question. He didn't fight with God. There's no back and forth. So that's just what it is. Right. Understanding he is better. His way yeah. is better. His thought, his plan, and his standard yeah. is more than ours and what we feel like we can do in our own strength or what we can make of what's in our own hands. Mm-hmm. And so... It's it's having that fear and reverence, but also coming to another level of degree to realize how good he is, mm. you know, and then like having that history, as we've mentioned before of man, like when I've taken it into my, my control of what I think it's best or what I want, where has that really gotten me? And so no if that is the standard and what is... And what I'm being called to, then it only makes sense mm-hmm. every single time. So what has been the difference or shift in how you've responded or you've walked out your day to day from just evolving in this particular topic of like, all right, being very more intentional in yeah. your music selection, mm-hmm. who and what. Yeah, yeah. So it really starts with, and something that I practically do is 
I always make it a point to pray against pride because something that you just mentioned is anytime that you are reluctant to give something up for God that he is he's giving you the inclination to do, you are insinuating that you know better. You are insinuating that, right? For one, like we've been saying, you don't have the reverence for him, but for two, you think you could do it better. You think you know better, right? So it's pride. At the root of it is pride. So practically, I always make it a point to pray against pride. God, give me a humble heart like Jesus. That's one thing. And even something that I've been doing practically is uh, each night when I go to bed, I turn on worship music and I don't I don't turn it up like really loud, but I like keep it at a certain volume to where I can, I can still hear it. Right. But I go to sleep to that. I don't always wake up to that. I try to do it, but not always. Um, when I'm in the car, uh, I have playlists. That's something else. That's, Cause I've been a person I've never really made playlists, but something that's helped is making specific playlists for specific things. So I have like a Christian rap playlist for things. If, if I'm feeling in a rap mood, cause honestly, these days I'm either listening to a podcast. Um, something that's edifying me in that way in terms of like learning. I'm listening to a podcast or a sermon or something. But when I want to listen to music, I have specific playlists. So I got a Christian rap playlist. If you like R&B, go ahead, get you some, some R&B music that's actually edifying for you. Um, so those are some other practical things that you can do. Um, but it's really about starting your day off, right? I think if you don't start off your day, hmm. Here's, some, here's something that I do, because I think at the root of this conversation, like we just mentioned, is you, you've lost sight somewhere of who God is. You you don't value him more than you value the, the said cupcake, right? So something that I also do is I have a list of verses that just remind me of, I might have mentioned this last episode, but remind me of God's glory, his power, his holiness. I have holiness verses. I have verses where it talks about God spoke everything into existence, like reminding me of his power. Anything that's recentered me to a place of remembering this is who God is, those are things that I always try to incorporate throughout my day. Because the moment that you forget who God is, the moment you're quick to remember your sin, the moment you're quick to remember the things that are comfortable to you. Um, so I hope that I think that answered your question. But those are things that I do because I've noticed that's at the root of everything. So doing things that are reminding me of who God is, for sure. Those That's the biggest thing. And I think that there's definitely a difference in the way the fruits of the spirit show up and the magnitude in which they do in your life when you do begin to just walk by and in the standard, especially when it comes to what you're allowing yourself to just listen to and hear. Mm -hmm. So I know that for me and a lot of people who have like seen this periodically, like once you've taken a step back from particular music or consumption of things, you've seen the way your relationship with God has changed. Um, the desire that you have, like waking up every morning, when you talk about having that reverence and that fear and getting that like passion or like first, that feeling of first love back. So yeah, I, I know that it's something that works. You know, I think I, I, I hear him more clearly. Um, I mean, I allow more definitely. peace and it just send, it keeps you in the direction that you need to. It always keeps you centered. Yeah. I think that when we look at, you can maybe help me up and find it, but the verse when it speaks about being sober-minded, I don't believe that in the context of that it is necessarily speaking to just, you know, being inebriated with drugs, alcohol, or any particular substance. That can be anything that disrupts 
your focus of God mm. and may deter you from being able to make the most righteous decisions. Yeah. And so you can, of course, understand that listening to different music can take you off of that and not keep you in a sober mind that is completely yeah. clear and focused so you can give all of your attention to God. So it all yeah. correlates when you start to really break it down and look at how it's intertwined between so many different exactly. concepts that we hear and we know and listen and just see. Exactly. And um, I just made a connection to my mom with this verse. So it's first Peter five, eight, and I want to piggyback off what you said. So I want to read the full verse. It says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. So y'all, I just made a crazy connection. So I've been reading this, uh, not reading. I've been watching this documentary about animals. I forgot what it's called. I think it's called Earth. And I've been, I've been watching it. Um, National Geographic. <laughs> something like that. that's not specifically what it is, but basically it's, it's that, right? So, um, and I remember what it was talking about with, with the lions. I forget. Was it the antelope? They were, they were, um, there was basically like four or five lions, right? And they were going to get their food for the day. You know what I mean? And it, I think it was wildebeest. So, so it was talking about how, they understand that they can't take on this full pack of wildebeest, right? So what they do is they find one that's going astray, right? They, they find one that's kind of like getting away from the pack a little bit and they attack that one, right? They all collectively attack that one because they can't take on the whole bunch together, right? So this, that point and the analogy and connection I'm trying to make is proving your point that this verse isn't just talking about alcohol, drugs. It's talking about anything that can get you away from the pack. Anything that can get you away from God, right? Because the enemy, the enemy understands that for one, he don't, he only has a power you allow him to have for one, right? And for two, like if you are with God, bro, you're untouchable, right? So in that same, in that same vein, anything that is straying you away from God, the enemy is not like, oh, it's my chance, right? He says, he says the adversary devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to, to devour, right? So. To your point, that's anything that's leading you astray. That's 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 not just specifically talking about certain things. Anything. So that's kind of the mentality you have to have about this verse. That's tough. Yeah. Okay, Earth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a smooth little. It's a smooth little documentary. I'm rocking with it so far. <laughs> I am. No, yeah, that makes all the difference. Like I said, there's um, yeah, you definitely see the change. You definitely, yeah. you definitely see it, and so. Again, it's just all about staying close to God in that standard and not straying away because that's when you are opening yourself up to those attacks and being more susceptible to them when you're yeah. moving outside of what God ordained you to be in. You know, yeah. like you, you leave yourself open. We talked about the armor of God. Mm. You ultimately take yourself out of that shield of protection once you make those decisions, right? Exactly. <laughs> Whether that be a conscious decision or not, which is a small part of this conversation as well, because sometimes again, like we can think that, well, it may not be that precarious or dangerous or, you know, like it's okay, but it doesn't really matter about like your intent all the time. Like it doesn't matter about your intent. Like it mm -mm. still has a consequence or an effect you know, yep. if you listen to this particular music and or you allow yourself to watch and mm -hmm. or be fed or spoken to by said individuals or 
what by sets. No, so I think we hit everything. I or think a lot so. of it. I think so. I think so. So I, I feel like we need to have some sort of ending. You know how okay. like people have like those special like questions like that are like pertain to like a particular like topic or like episode. So right. like if it's like basketball players, like they'll ask all their guests at the end, name your top five lineup or you know your whatever it may be yeah, something like yeah, yeah, something yeah. that's fun that relates to it so we should we should make something like that for let's be honest i'm like, down like the it, it the last like the last part of whatever it is a conversation or the topic it's like we i don't know there's like a question or mm-hmm. to like end it all that could be like I don't know, like a hard. So what, like a, for this conversation to be like, what, what's your who you listen to? Like, who's your favorite artist? I don't know. I, I feel like it. I mean, maybe I okay. feel like it would be something that we the same question that you ask. Like, um, let's be like, yeah, it would be like, oh, like let's be honest. Then the question. Ah, yes. Right. I like that. Yes. I like that. I like that. Yes. Like that. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 But okay, we can talk about who is your favorite artist currently or music you're listening to particular songs okay etc right 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 so okay okay so my favorite artist right now man who would i give it to i feel like hovey always kind of takes a cake for me i'm gonna be honest hovey um alex jean is right there um so so let me rephrase my answer though so when I'm in the car, because that's really the only time I'm really listening to anything outside of like a YouTube video. When I'm in the car, my go-tos is 30 Minute with the Perry's podcast, Tim Ross podcast. And if it's not that, it's silence. If it's not silence, it's Alex Jean or Holby. Bam. What's yours? I got you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you stole my mind. Alex Jean. I'm an R&B baby. I'm a two. I'm a night. I'm a nineties, two thousand R&B baby. So I only listen to R&B. I'm not like I, I can appreciate all other genres, particularly yeah. hip hop and rap, but you know, that's what got my soul. So I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like Alice kind of like takes the, takes it away in terms of the space right now. And there's a lot, there's a lot of others, right? I think Don Reddy's in that camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, young Chris, He's I think Juan Day dabbles. So there's a lot, but there's also a misconception that there isn't a lot of Christian music that again, like it's edifying. Yeah. It's going to point you toward the cross to some capacity that is also like great. You know what I mean? And I used to think that as well. And I thought that there was like this disparity and yeah. even content that I could actually listen to that could even replace what I once, you know, really consumed a lot, but it's so far from the truth. And so, shameless plug, we do have a playlist for everyone listening. <laughs> Indeed, we do. Down in the description, you'll find our one for Spotify and mm-hmm. Apple. Right now, we just have our putting you on playlist. That's just all the songs that have been featured on the podcast since we started that segment. But you can definitely check that out. See what you like. You know, get explored to different artists. That playlist itself is like a multitude of just like different genres, sounds, artists. We're very intentional with that to get everybody a different look because, you know, everybody has different tastes. But we are slowly but surely adding different playlists as the year goes on. I'm probably going to take the r and B. I'm probably going to have Jordan take point on maybe like the hip hop 
and rap particular genre yeah and getting this bag there but we'll definitely have that for y'all i still need to find out find names for how we want to like because i don't i don't have names for my playlist me neither like my, mine would be worship like worship 2.0 fuck the more upbeat <laughs> stuff i'm serious like that's that's how i rock nah, mine, no mine is worship for the slower stuff and then gospel for the hype stuff that's and then, crazy <laughs> and i got because that's how i make the distinction and then uh my christian rap playlist guess what it's called bro CHH. It's called CR Playlist. <laughs> Christian Rap Playlist, bro. I'm telling you, I don't have names for my playlist. I no, really don't, bro. That's, yeah. CR no, Playlist. That's crazy. That's crazy. But now, look, y'all know what it is. Definitely go ahead and check out the playlist. Man, I got the weekend coming up. I don't know. Everybody may have started school already. I have no clue. I guess that may be happening at the end of the month. But if you did, enjoy your weekend. Y'all know what it is. Stay you. Stay real. And stay humble. We'll catch y'all next week. Much love. Yes, sir.